I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Real spoilers powered by reviewstl.com. Warning. The following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Green is people! I am your father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is the Real Spoilers Halloween special. Ooh, How about spooky. that? Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not too spooky because we're going to do horror comedies. Well, don't spoil it. <laughs> that was the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we're going to talk about them without telling people what we're talking about. That's but a, that's, okay, that's, that's a good point. So before we get too uh, far in, let's uh, go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. This is Brad. And this is Tom. And joining us uh, via the magic of skype phone well, me, but also <laughs> our guest, uh, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. How's it going? Hey, you guys. I'm so glad to be back. It seems like only yesterday that we were uh, sitting down to talk about IT Chapter 2. And so I'm very excited to uh, be back here once again and uh, looking forward to this hilarious discussion of our top five favorite horror comedies. Yeah. Of course, this is going to be part of the Invasion of the Remake. Uh, they're all the horror special where they have different guests doing episodes for 31 Days of Halloween. And so we appreciate that invite. And thank you, Ryan, for getting us involved there. I, I had to. They're looking for uh, uh, volunteers. I'm like, I know some people I can volunteer. So <laughs> I, sent them, uh, <laughs> I sent them a whole list. So I, I, I'm glad to, glad to see you guys part of it. Awesome. Well, I, I guess uh, I will just dive in then and start with mine since I'm going to have to... Uh, sneak out here early so i'm going to butt to the front of the line mine will probably won't surprise most people because people know i love to pick the uh the old movies <laughs> no shocking i know i went with an abbott and costello movie what but probably not, probably not the one you're thinking of so oh. the obvious choice obviously is is uh is abbott and costello meet frankenstein yep. And while that's a lot of fun because you get to see the universal monsters and I, I honestly don't think it's that funny of a movie. Like it's fun to see them interact with those characters, but joke for joke, I, I don't think it's all that funny. Um, but in 1941, they had a uh, another uh, – their first horror movie – which was called Hold That Ghost. Yeah. And I think, joke for joke, that's a much funnier movie. Uh, and also, interestingly enough, it, it actually, they recycle one of the gags from that in 
Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, which is the 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 sliding candle that only Costello sees slide. Sure. Um, but they end up in a haunted house and uh, that a gangster uh, has hidden money in, and they're supposed to find the money, and it, and then obviously hilarity ensues. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think this is honestly probably a. Not probably. It's a funnier movie. It's them at the the height of their powers. This is the third movie that that they they made. It was uh uh it they made it immediately following Buck Privates, but Buck Privates became such a hit that they they shut down production on this movie so they could make another military related film. Oh sure sure. Uh, which was in the Navy, and then when that was over, they came back and finished this movie. And uh, it's like most movies from that age. It's got a pretty uh, a pretty brief runtime, so like you're not in for a lot of a lot of time. It's an 86 minute movie. But here's the secret to getting uh, 10 minutes of your life back: skip the musical numbers. Yeah, <laughs> because now they did they bring in the Andrews sisters, which is is probably that those are always the best ones in the Abbott and Costello movies when you see the Andrews sisters pop up. But because of how the movie was made, they. Uh, they just kind of tacked on a musical number at the beginning and a musical number at the end that has no bearing on the plot <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. And so you can blow through those and and knock out this movie in seventy six minutes. Ooh, that's a that's a that's a tight runtime. <laughs> it right. is a tight runtime. Yeah. So, but uh, but anyway, yeah. From from a horror comedy standpoint, I think like th- this is actually a funnier movie than meets Frankenstein, and you get Chimp Howard. Uh, can't can't who, go wrong there. Yeah, who does a great job when when Costello would allow his scenes to make it into the movie <laughs> because he, he was very threatened by Shemp. And uh, and you also get Joan Davis, who I don't know if you guys will know, but like she had a sitcom called I Married Joan uh, with Jim Backus, and it was uh, it was like an I Love Lucy knockoff, and Jim Backus played a judge, and he was very buttoned up, and she was kind of wacky and zany. But uh, but she's really funny as well, and so anyway, it's, there's a lot of good stuff in this one, and I don't think it's the the one people normally think of when they think Abbott and Costello on Halloween. So no, there you go. I, that's 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 one of my favorites. I've never even seen that one. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. A yeah, lot. it's really solid. Well, cool. Not seen that one. I- it's no uh, Abbott and Costello meets the killer, but uh, well, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I think that one's pretty weak. No, it, it's really it's not good. No, yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, not, it's not, good. not good at all. Not good at all. <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, did you have any other honorable mentions before you go, Tom? Uh, something newer that I like a lot, and honestly, is I think is probably in a similar vein to an Abbott and Costello movie, but would be uh, Tucker and Dale versus you, evil. son of a bee. I think. Ah, <laughs> I think that's probably on all of our lists. <laughs> I think that will probably come up in this discussion, Tom. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, then there you have it. Of course, in the house. The not the doctor drama. Oh no, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one too. Cat movie. Yeah, that's it. I, I like that one a lot. That's the one with the. Uh, is that John Kratzenberg? No, I think the. I think he's in two. He's in two. And George Went is, is in, in one. one. That's yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. That's what it is. Yeah. That that's a good little movie too. Yeah. And Bull from Night Court is also in one. Yes, I believe. that's right. right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Well, oh, thank goodness we got our old timey references <laughs> in here. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. That's right. Well, cool. I guess you got to scoot, Tom. Yeah, I'm gonna jump, but uh, enjoy the uh, the rest of your horror comedies. I'm glad I was able to ruin one. Yeah. <laughs> it's real spoilers for a reason. That's Suck right. It. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I have fun time. We'll talk to you next week. See you, Tom. Cool.
Talk to you later. I'm thinking maybe uh, since Tom just went, let's go to Tom's left. Okay. As you can see. I guess that's me. Which is Joe, uh, one of our resident horror expert, not to be confused with our uh, Skype horror expert, (laughs) Ryan, that's joining us. But let's see what Joe has. You know, I I feel like there's, we obviously Tom has already spoiled one. I feel like I'm just going to, we'll just knock this one out right now. Shaun of the Dead. I don't don't know how we, that's probably the best. Uh, horror comedy to come out in the la- in the last fifteen years. That's a great one, and uh, it didn't even make my list. Are but you it serious? Is, I, no, I a- did make it didn't make mine either. I'm actually not really a fan of that one. Oh, cut his mic. Cut his <laughs> mic. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. no Sean, so it's it's the the coming out party for Edgar the Wright. American coming out party for <laughs> Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, and Nick Frost. Uh, Hot Fuzz, The World's End. Um, it's the Cornetto trilogy. It's the Cornetto trilogy. This is basically uh, Simon Pegg plays a schlub, not really a schlub, but just kind of like an everyman. Uh, his life isn't exactly the greatest. Uh, he's got kind of a dopey roommate. His girlfriend has just left him, uh, and in the process of all that, there's a zombie apocalypse that has descended upon Great Britain, uh, and he kind of has to become his own final girl and step up and uh, take charge of this this group of ragtag group of. Uh, you know his his girlfriend, his ex girlfriend now, his mom, um, his roommate, who's just like he's like the the Patrick from SpongeBob. Yeah, it's of exactly, the group. It's- and he's such a he, yeah, he's so wonder like. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got uh, his girlfriend's best friend, his girlfriend's roommate, and her and her boyfriend, but not real boy. Mm. It's hard to tell. <laughs> uh, and Edgar, like this is a it, it's basically Night of the Living Dead with a little bit of a comedy twist to it. Uh, the zombie gore is great. There's some great homages to Dawn of the Dead where um, the one of the characters gets legitimately torn to shreds. Um, but it's it's from 2004. Uh, this is like right at the height. Uh, well, right at the beginning of the zombie craze. So you had the 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 Walking Dead. The comic book, I think, was was very hot at the time. Uh, you had Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake. You had 28 Days Later. So you had all of these like super intense zombie flicks, and then here comes Shaun of the Dead uh, that takes a, a more comedic approach to it. I think it's a brilliant comedy. I think it's. It, I think those when you get those three guys together, they they can literally produce fried gold. Well, it's perfect. It's a perfect counter programming to, as you said. I mean, this is the height of the zombie resurgence, yeah. uh, coming off of James Gunn's uh, in Zack Snyder's yeah. uh, Dawn of the Dead remake. I appreciate that you threw James Gunn in there. That's much better than Zack Snyder's. Well, so he wrote it. You know, no, totally. Um, yeah. I really appreciate what that did. Was it's like, yeah, zombies, zombies everywhere. But uh, those guys, those guys are hilarious. Yeah, uh, it, you know, they are all pretty much i mean for move for movie lovers their household names uh you've seen them in a lot of stuff oh yeah and they've done a simon lot of stuff Pegg is like a pop culture oh yeah simon Pegg, absolutely but you see these guys everywhere and it, it's really started there as far as their popularity yeah and uh, i agree it's very funny I'm, I'm curious ryan why it didn't work for you i actually um the only edgar wright movie that i really like is baby driver i'm oh. not uh, not really a fan of the rest of uh, his work and really not uh, that big on Simon Pegg either. There's, I, there's something about the comedy in uh, Shaun of the Dead and related movies. I, it just doesn't, it doesn't sit well with me. It, it doesn't really, it, it almost, it annoys me more than it does entertains me. That's okay. I mean, yeah, it's hard. I like, like between the two, I, uh, if I were to compare this with uh, from dusk till dawn, uh, which uh, is, uh, I'd say, has some similar tropes in it, although it's vampires instead of, you know. I would agree with that, for sure. Instead of zombies. 
if I look at uh, Edgar Wright's, uh, uh, just look at his other movies, uh, again, the, really the only one that I thoroughly enjoyed was Baby Driver, which isn't even, Woo. it's not even really a comedy. <laughs> so I think it's his, his style of comedy, it just, it annoys me. It reminds me of, to me, it plays to the lowest common denominator. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> that's what I don't. That's what I don't really, I don't find it smart or clever. I just find it very basic. Oh, you talk did, about, did you not, did you not like Scott Pilgrim? No, oh, not at all. I love Scott Pilgrim. Oh, I goodness. like Scott Pilgrim less than Shaun of the Dead. Wow. Fight, 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 yeah, fight, I, fight. <laughs> Sorry, fight. Ryan, so you, you, you talk about some of Joe's hot takes. Yeah. Jeez, buddy. <laughs> That's really hey, it's This yeah. is payback for all the hot takes he's had to listen to. Yeah, right? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I have any hot takes. That's, uh, but, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Joe's never had a hot take. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, no, I think that's solid. It didn't make my list, but I do think it's very funny. Uh, I think it, it definitely deserves to be on top lists. And uh, I mean, I yeah. thoroughly enjoy it. This is the end is another one that is popular that I don't like either. So, yeah. uh, um, so I that, can see that that, that one is, has that one's okay. Like that one. It's I, not on my it didn't make my list, but it was like number six <laughs> or seven. Like it's in the top 10, not top five. Okay. okay. It's I, a little broy. It, I, it's weird I to hated think. it when it came out, and then I just rewatched it a few months ago, and I'm like, okay, I yeah, I feel like I understand more of what they were doing, and I appreciate the actors a little bit more. Like when it first came out, yes, I felt it was very broy, but I also feel like it's very much a parody. Yes, of, that's, I mean, that, yes. James Franco, right. being you know Michael playing Sarah. it up, and it yeah, it's. Yeah. You know, and it's not like I I didn't recognize it at all when it came out, but I just didn't like it. I didn't sure. like what they were doing. Is that the one they end with a Backstreet yes. Boys? Okay, yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's <laughs> like the the main character is Jay Baruchel who's coming yeah, home, okay. and yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's friends with Seth Rogen. But it's all it's, James it's, Franco it's and all these guys, guys are, are like, douches, yeah. right, and right, like right. he just doesn't want to hang out with them. And anyway, um, okay, uh, did you so now? Do you want to go down your list? Yeah, I for can. honorable mentions sure. or. Because that may lead into someone else's top, and then maybe they can take it from there. Sure, sure. So uh, I know we're going to overlap a the, lot. The the other four. Oh, I'm I had... sorry, Brad. Did you have anything to add about Scott Pilgrim? I know we talked about it. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, uh, Don, Shaun of the Dead. We talked about it a lot. I, I haven't did. seen it in a long time, but I I really did enjoy it when I did, did or did it. not. Did oh okay, no, 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 no. goddamn table. I know, like he's safe over there. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> lucky he's on a screen. <laughs> Hockey fight here in the room. Okay, so what are some of your? Uh, so rest- I, I was going to mention from dusk till dawn, which okay. I think is a very you know Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino, uh, American Werewolf in London was like one point five. Okay, like that is that's a John, that's John Landis at its most. John Landis that's got uh, Rick Baker's makeup, which is just out of this world. Uh, I, know, I haven't seen that in a long time, and that has man. comedy elements. Oh so yeah, very big fun. time, okay. big okay. time. Uh, there, I was. I know Evil Dead is probably on somebody's list. It's not on mine. Army of Darkness is though. Yeah, probably not Evil Dead. Evil Dead Two. Sorry, okay. Evil Dead. Because I'm like Evil Dead really <laughs> isn't comedy, but no, Evil okay. Dead Two. Army of Darkness, I think, is the funnier. Yeah, like it is a straight up comedy. Like more com more comedy elements than uh, Evil Dead or Evil Dead yeah. Two. Uh, a Tucker and Dale versus Evil was on there, and then the final one was um, Cabin in the Woods. Okay, yep. was my last one. I have that on. My yeah, list. Awesome. so there you go. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Ryan, how about you jump in here with your your list and your uh, number one? If you could put one at number one. Oh sure. Uh, no, number one for me is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yes, I yeah. absolutely love that movie. It is incredibly rewatchable, and the the writing is tight. The pacing is fantastic. Uh, the humor hits every single time. It delivers everything that you want to see 
from a uh, you know slasher style <laughs> comedy. And and as much as I like Cabin in the Woods, which is an honorable mention for me, I think Tucker and Dale versus Evil maybe cinematically. I'm, I couldn't put it on the same level because Cabin in the Woods certainly, uh, from a technical perspective, uh, d- uh, it does exceed uh, Tucker and Dale. However, I, I find it's much. Uh, I find it's much more enjoyable, mm-hmm. and I find that it uh, evokes much more laughter. And I absolutely love all the gore. Just yeah. everything yeah. about these guys. It just it just fits. And it's a fish out of water. It's slasher. It's a comedy. It's all these great things, and it checks off all the boxes that it needs to check to make sure that it delivers in each and every one of those categories. And it makes for great gifts on Twitter. And <laughs> it's just—it's just. Do you love these guys? And it's just you really feel for them because it's like you know they're—they're they're just trying to go fishing yeah. at this cabin, and then like all of these things happen, and they're, and of course they think you know the teenagers are psychos, and of course the teenagers think that they're psychos, and. And I think my favorite kill in the entire movie is the wood chipper. That kill. has to be the love, wood chipper. Absolutely love that one. That that movie. Chekhov's wood chipper. Yeah, that movie yeah. loses a little bit of steam for me at the end when it gets to like the sawmill. Really? Like, it, yeah, oh, just yeah. just a little bit. Like it, there's just it, it's a it's a weird shift from going it explains from explains what it does. Uh, well, I mean, like when it gets to the like when the bad guy is revealed. Right. To be bad. So like to me, just I, I liked the idea that these kids were. Ref- like from the kids' point of view, they're like we refuse to be in this slasher flick where you've got Tucker and Dale played by uh, Alan Tudyk and Tyler Labine, uh, who are just like what Th- these kids have some weird suicide pact. Yeah. Like what's going on? <laughs> so great. Uh, so like when when you but get I to like the there's end, motivation for the bad kid, the one sure, that does sure. want to be in this horror movie, to yes. be crazy because the whole time you're, just, I mean, yeah, he's a broy douche, and you're like, oh, I'm cool, and I'm going to take these guys on. You think that it's because he's just being tough and whatever, but it's like you find out there's a reason because he goes nuts over the over right. the top, yes, crazy. Yeah, but they explain it, right? And, and I'm like, wow, it's smart. And, and and the fat guy gets the hot chick. It's a very smart comedy. It, it is very. It's, it's very. It's, it's very smart. Well orchestrated. Yeah, I should see it. Oh, you should. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's on Netflix. I think. I have it. Yeah, it's fantastic. It is on Netflix right now. It's also on sale on Amazon to own for five dollars, which I just went ahead and bought it. Yeah, it's and I re- so good. I rewatched it yesterday. I love. I hadn't seen it since it came out, but I loved it, and I wanted it to be fresh. And uh, I, it's so fun. Um, what I really love about the movie is it acts kind of as two different movies like it's it's a great balance and blend of horror and comedy but what i love is that you get two movies out of it you see it from the perspective of it's a bunch of kids that are they fall into so many tropes right this movie's all about tropes and so you have the the college kids that are going on a trip similar to like the spring break and even like the evil dead stuff uh you have these kids going on this trip and then you have tucker and dale two good old boys in the country and so from the kids perspective they're falling into all the tropes and tucker and dale seem like the creepy killers from all these horror movies when they're pulling when they're pulling the, the blonde out of the water yeah and he's like I've what got you your, I, got, I got your friend i got your friend and they're just trying to say hey we got your friend we saved right. her so it's a whole uh it's it the whole thing is uh bad communication and they see each other as the bad guys from their perspective so you see it as like a horror movie whereas ryan said you have so many great kills so much gore oh, so yeah. many great kills so you've got your horror payoff and all that creepy even jump scares which you know you're in a comedy but you still get those those scares um but then all the tucker and dale stuff and the stuff that keeps happening to them you can't help but to feel bad for tucker and dale right and it's funny and you know, Alan I, wanna, I, th- I think my favorite kill is the uh 
when Alan Tudyk is cutting down the tree yeah. and he hits the beehive That's... and he's getting he's just running around like a madman with I a chainsaw. I couldn't stop laughing out loud. And then the, yeah. the other kid's like he's it looks like, like this kid thinks he's chasing him with a chainsaw when honestly <laughs> he's great. just trying to running get away from bees. And then the kid impales himself on like a tree. And they're just like, and Alan Tudyk's like, oh my God! <laughs> These kids are trying to kill themselves. You can just watch it, Brad. It's and great. We, we shouldn't spoil it no, for anybody else that hasn't seen it, but it is one I of the funniest. No spoilers, though. No, well, it's, not, it's fine. She's digging, they, not they're for making her dig her own grave. Yeah, it's, too, it's too fun. Like, that sounds you, wonderful. People need to watch it. But yeah, it's. I think it is, like Ryan said, the writing is so clever. The acting is so funny. It's. It's. There's never a dull moment. But I think what really keeps you engaged is that you see it from two perspectives. Yeah. And if you love horror movies, like, I mean, I know at least two huge oh, yeah. horror buffs here, but, you know, I've seen my fair share of them, and it keeps Only hitting because we made you no some of them <laughs> but but you just keep getting these tropes and you're like oh my gosh i know exactly what they're parodying oh yeah it's um, a friday the 13th parody is basically what yeah, it is it's yeah. like there's so many though or you little, know, like little said, hills have eyes like evil it's dead all, yeah, chainsaw all that good i mean stuff, yeah. yeah um but yeah you you see so you get all these homage and the horror buffs have something to really chew on but then for people that even don't like horror movies like katie doesn't like horror movies but i had her watch this yesterday i'm like yeah. you like alan tudyk it's funny watch it and i caught Ty- her tyler labine is one of those guys that i think is severely underrated what else has he done uh so he was on a show called reaper okay which the was the kevin show, smith yeah. show which was great mm-hmm. but uh he was and he was also he's been in a bunch of stuff oh he was in um what was that what was that movie uh escape room he was he was the he was oh. the, he was the guy who dot like who's he was in the hospital like they shock him like the big heavy set guy with the oh, beard really? that's he him was, oh that's that's funny. him yeah okay so he's one of those guys that pops up and every yeah. time he pops up you're like god dang like that dude's so funny uh and even kevin smith put him in uh zach and miri okay um and kevin smith has even said he's like when he like he just did whatever he we just said go and he that that whole thing is ad-libbed okay. that whole scene where he walks into the into the coffee shop when they're filming is all ad libbed, and huh. Kevin Smith is like, I just left it in because it was so goddamn funny. That's awesome. So yeah, he's one of those guys that is severely underrated, uh, and this is another one of those times you're just like, oh yeah, man, this dude is so funny. Brad, see it, you got to see it. Yeah. Right. Um, Ryan, any other final thoughts, and then the rest of your honorable mentions? Yeah, I I, I like what you said, Kevin, about you get two movies in one. So one might say that this is a late night double feature picture show. Yeah, and. <laughs> And so uh, the, I think what what makes it great is just how unapologetically funny it is, and um, it's uh, well, it's uh, the you can tell that uh, that the director and the writer knew precisely what they wanted to deliver, yep. and it's highly strategic. Nothing feels forced or just we got to have this trope in there just to have it. We have uh, a great characters, we have great character reactions. Uh, we have uh, these tropes which move the story forward. We're not just including them to include them. Every scene in this comedy moves forward, and every scene sets up the following scene, and uh, the payoff uh, is fantastic. And it's it feels uh, like a, um, a, a, a a horror comedy that, that really should be uh, perhaps talked about more than it is. Because it really offers us so much, and I, I find a little fault in it. It's uh, it, it wants to um, it wants to you know, have fun with the genre, and and I appreciate it for how much uh, how much fun it does have with uh, all the things about horror that we like. 
Well, and the other thing that you didn't even mention, none of us even talked about, besides from the great balance of horror and comedy, it also has a lot of heart to it as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. With, with Tyler yes. Levine and the girl. Yeah, with Dale, I mean, you've got this guy that is uh, uh, bad with, with girls, self-proclaimed, bad with women. He just wants to be loved. He wants to, to talk to a pretty girl. The people, the kids, make a lot of assumptions about them because of the way they look. And once she stops and gets to know him, she falls in love with him and they form a relationship. True. And it's really sweet. And so you've got this great horror comedy thing going on, but then you also yeah, have this rom com. Yeah, you have it this, is. Yeah, this other component, this other side story of a love story, which you don't even think about because there's so much great, funny horror stuff going on. But that part's really well done, and it isn't like oh, get to the kills. Like you actually feel for the guy and you want him to succeed, and it's a nice yeah, it's nice a good, story. And also, I think there was talk of a sequel at some point i do uh, remember that going around much like from dusk till sean i think was <laughs> was kicked around at one point and it was actually shown uh in some there was some there was a billboard in something oh. that was uh i think it may have been spider-verse okay where it was from dusk till oh sean. sure that makes uh, sense oh that's cool but um yeah so there was talk at one point i i don't know this thing i felt like i definitely saw it uh on home video so i don't think it did what they wanted it to but i feel like you could probably swing another tucker and dale sequel somehow i don't know i don't know what story you could possibly do but if they can make this one work i don't know why they could make something else work. oh yeah i think yeah. they they could find something to make it work and they could i think they definitely could have them you know they could do uh different tropes like instead of the zombie stuff or the 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 killer tropes you could do more zombie or you could do vampire oh yeah you know there could definitely be some All kind of, of a weird yeah, yeah i I, w- I would definitely take it uh what else is on your list ryan uh, uh, my honorable mentions or yeah. my my official list. Oh, your official, <laughs> uh, your official list. Oh, my official list. Oh, yeah. So, um, so uh, at number two, uh, I have Gremlins. Oh, solid movie. I, Good choice. It was. I was. I almost had it at number one, but I do is as rewatchable as Gremlins is, and and as just fantastic the the film is. I do like Tucker and Dale just a little more, mm-hmm. but Gremlins, uh, Gremlins is right there. At number two, uh, at three is the recent Ready or Not. Absolutely oh. loved everything about Ready <laughs> yeah. or Not. Oh, totally. And, and so uh, I, number I, four I, is... I from- will say, after speaking with certain people from the creation of that movie, they don't consider it a horror film. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Oh. That was my problem going into this they podcast don't. today, is that like the horror comedy... Oh, I'll get into it it's when subjective. I get to my list. Yeah. It's like, is it horror? Is it because what I would say is my number one is a comedy but because there's horror elements of certain things in it, they they the the creators and directors thought that considered it a, a thriller but, and yeah. not a horror oh, film. See, I went. I mean, oh, I hey. it, it it screams horror to me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go yeah. with it because I, I, I all I'm saying is the, the 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 talk of the people who wrote the movie <laughs> called it a thriller. <laughs> Interesting. Well, well, they say Silence yeah. of the Lambs is not a horror movie either. Yeah, well, that's just so they could get it into the Academy. I bet Ryan has some thoughts on that. Yeah, that's a horror Oh, film. I got into it with somebody on Twitter just Friday about not considering it a horror. And the reason they didn't consider it a horror film was because IMDb doesn't have it listed as horror. Therefore, it cannot be. There is a, <laughs> thir- there is a first person. There is like five minutes of a first person POV that is right out of Halloween, Friday the 13th. You know, uh yes peeping tom it's all there so like don't don't give me that garbage no yeah. it is and jody foster's a final girl yes she is very, yeah you very fight me on that is. i dare you yeah. don't look at me i'm not gonna fight you <laughs> number four piranha 3d oh 
And uh, and uh, number five is a, uh, a I guess a little known film called Stage Fright uh, from 2014, not the one from 1950, whatever it is. Uh, but it's a horror comedy musical. Is that with Topher Grace and, in it? Uh, yes, it does. Okay, yeah. And um, and so we have that, and we uh, also have a Mini Driver, Meatloaf, and it's uh, so much fun. It takes the it's, it takes Glee and mixes it with uh, Sleepaway Camp and uh, mixes it uh, with um, just, uh, I'd say, Scream. And it takes, like, all of these movies and puts them together, turns it into a musical, at, or, and uh, it just, that's what it is. It's a horror comedy musical, and I like it uh, more than... Um, uh, let's see, uh, uh, Repo, the genetic opera. Mm. I like it more, is, and I like that one a lot, but I do like uh, Stage Fright a, a bit more. I think the cast is fantastic, and it just, um, we don't get musical adaptations of horror movies very often. And so I thought this was highly creative, and the writing clever. Uh, we have homages to uh, Phantom of the Opera because Minnie Driver's character is killed uh, right after the performance of The Haunting of the Opera. And I thought that was funny because Minnie Driver was in the musical adaptation in yeah. 2004. And so then she's uh, she's in here. Is that the Gerard, so I, I, is Gerard Butler in that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. Uh, Gerard Butler, uh, uh, Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, and, there it is. Uh, yeah. He plays Raul. He's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I and I mentioned this to Kevin the other day, but I, I don't think uh, he, he hadn't heard of it. A lot of people have it. It was on Netflix. uh in 2014-15, and that's when uh, that's when I first watched it, and it just really stuck with me. The the musical numbers are fun. I love seeing Meatloaf. Uh, I totally didn't know it was him at first because I still think of Meatloaf uh, as Eddie from Rocky Horror Picture mm-hmm. Show, and so this was like uh, not not the Meatloaf uh, that I really remember. Uh, but um, but it's I, I, I don't want to spoil anything for those who haven't seen it because it does it isn't one that a lot of people have seen. But yeah. if you like 80 slashers, you like musicals, and uh, you like a great cast, and just something you can kick back with and have fun on a Friday or Saturday night with your friends, definitely uh, check out Stage Fright. It's uh, it's streaming lots of places, and you, of course you can get it on on Amazon. And uh, it's it's fun. It's uh, you get a little prom night in there, and um, <laughs> you get some. I mean, it's just a, a little of like all of these things that that we really like, and it, uh, the comedy works brilliantly. And I love watching uh, love watching this movie. There you go. Awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for the recommendation. And uh, Brad, let's jump to you. I'm curious what this number one is, and we can debate what what it actually well, is. I when I. You asked me to make a list. I didn't know how we were doing. I figured we were all going to overlap like mm-hmm. like a sure. lot of you did. So I uh, I realized maybe I don't watch a whole lot of horror comedy, and then maybe I'm not good at differentiating what is horror comedy, what's horror, what's comedy. Cause well, we'll I, be the judge of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the first one I thought of, I, I Googled it. I got a whole list of what have I seen? You know, yeah. what, what's, what's a horror comedy? The first the first one that I put as my number one is Zombieland. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. But I would but always per- have considered that a comedy. Because oh, it's, it's, uh, it no, has it zombies. Is, it's, yeah, but the, it's, so like it- a horror comedy is where they, uh, almost like what Tom said about Abbott and Costello or Shaun of the Dead or uh, American Wolf in London, where the horror is real. 
Like the what's happening to David in American World in London is real. Like it's scary. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, he has this wolf out moment. But but then he wakes up butt ass naked in a, in a zoo. Yeah. And he has to get home wearing <laughs> like he has to take a woman's like a woman's coat and run home naked so it's just like there are comedy so elements to the characters but not necessarily the audience that's watching like for jump scares and kills and no, i think like I, I think all of those i mean even Shaun of the dead you've got i mean david that's weird they're both named david uh <laughs> david gets torn to pete like th- there's nothing funny about the way david dies yeah. like when he gets pulled out that window and gets his guts torn out yeah like that's not funny oh but, laugh right yeah but like but getting but you know the scene in the in the pub where you know where they David is giving Sean a bunch of guff about fighting, and he's just like, "I wasn't having a tiff with my boyfriend." He's like, "It's not my boyfriend." And you know, Ed comes back with like, "Here's a beer. It's a bit warm." He's like, "Thanks, babe." And like, so like, there's 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 comedy parts sure. there, but what the the horror is happening around them okay. is real. I gotcha. mean, Zombieland, there's a real threat, and there, sure. you know, people are dying. People, but as, the, as the audience, though, like I've never considered, I would have. Other than the aspect that there's zombies in the movie, like I, I, I well, don't know. you don't have to be scared, yeah, yeah. but it's the genre okay. is horror okay. and it's a comedy. I mean, yeah, so that's perfect. Zombieland's a perfect example. Yeah. That's awesome. Right, no, so. I, I think that movie was great. I love some okay stylized movies can work or they can fall apart uh-huh. and that movie stylized with the words on the screen and the Ruben Fleischer you know all his the stuff that he does with that movie that is a really really good example of, of a stylized film I think the comedy works I, the cast is great I mean Emma Stone yeah, is, yeah. Is Pre- fantastic it's, it's all pre it's pre like breakout performance this yeah. is I guess one of her breakout yeah. performances but this Jesse is Eisenberg her. Woody yeah. Harrelson Abigail the, Abigail okay yeah. yeah thank you um, they're great Bill Murray. that cameo from Bill Murray who's Zom- coming back yeah sure why not <laughs> it's great what he, a does, great. he does take a shotgun blast in the chest so I don't really know how that's gonna <laughs> work out but, you know? yeah, yeah. didn't get it to the head that's, that's true that that's true that's true but yeah you get you get the rules you get the the, the zombie uh, horror rules and tropes there but you get lots of laughs a lot of quotable lines it's, it's an immensely fun movie yeah and I, I've seen it and it makes for a great scares zone at HHN this year oh, oh. do they have a zombie, zombie land, land double t- is one of the scare zones. That's Ooh, fun. That's fun. fun. That's really fun. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, yeah and then you get they the have whole... uh, the, the all the rules. <laughs> they have like the the porta potties. They have the uh, kill of the day. They have like all uh, all of these uh, the moments from from Zombieland. And uh, one of the scare actors uh, who plays Bill Murray, they have one that looks like a dead ringer when he's walking through the streets. It's like, oh my gosh, is that really Bill Murray? <laughs> and of course, you also have Bill Murray at HHN this year at Ghostbusters. So he's in two places. You know, that's one of those things that it could actually be Bill Murray. But also, you've got that killer opening sequence set to uh, Metallica. Yeah, like that. That <laughs> that whole opening sequence is amazeballs. That's true. Yeah. yeah, it's hilarious. I mean, that movie. I love it when movies and shows they can hit the ground running, and that's one of those things that right from the get, you're like, this is what I'm getting into. Right? Yeah. They don't. Yeah. Keep, they don't make you wait. They don't make you figure out what movie it is. It's hilarious. Yes. And they put the rules up there and everything. It's it's great. So I'm excited for the second. Yeah. I was not until I saw like the red band trailer, yeah. and I was yeah. like, oh. We're just going to redo the movie, and I'm fine with that. Like oh. uh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm cool with it. There you go. So okay. So what are some of your what are your other top five? Uh, I put Scream in there. I think they got okay. more funny as they went along. I yeah. gotta tell you, I just rewatched all of them. I didn't. I missed four. Netflix took four. Off before I, got I gotta to tell four. you, four gets a bunch of hate for no reason. I love four. Yeah. Four is really why. good. Four's I plan on watching. Yeah, I plan on watching them all. Is then- like a soft reboot? Kind, kind of, of. like it, they they, they 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 bring back Nev Campbell, but it looks like they were going to spin off mm-hmm. 
uh, Hayden Panettiere. Okay, yeah. was going like to be like the, the of, new. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So you've got Emma Watson. Nope, that's not oh, right. Emma Roberts. Roberts. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, one of the one of the Culkins is in it. Kieran, Kieran maybe. Kieran. Good one. Uh, who's the Nico, youngest? Uh, Nico Toriel is in it too. Yeah. Who's the youngest Culkin? Kieran know. is the really who's the one from Scott one. Pilgrim. Kieran. That's that's it. Okay. I, no, it's the is other it? one. Kieran. Kieran's in Scott Pilgrim, but I think this is the other. Oh, it's the, the other, other one. Rory. Yeah. yeah okay. Rory. Then, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, Nev Campbell comes back. Dewey comes Karen back. Karen is Cox. Fuller, I believe. And, and uh, I mean, Wes Holman. Craven comes back. Yeah, they, it's 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 definitely a they bring back uh, they bring back all of your characters, but it I, I they were going to spin off Hayden Penitentiary was going to be the okay. new, the new Sydney, but yeah. four. Get, I don't know why it gets the head. Like it's it's smart. I, don't even know it's that it funny. Got hate. I think people are sick of of those type of movies. Four is coming out after you've gotten seventeen of the, you know. I know what you did in the Final Destination and all the screams and it just I don't was know, wearing like thin. That, I think. Yeah, I, I thought should've... it was very. I haven't seen it since theaters, but I thought it was very scream fashion in regards. It was. To the, it focused around the you know just the horror movie tropes and yeah, and that like this one its theme is that like it's a reboot. Like right. the, and yeah. the movie was aware that it was going to be a reboot right. to the yeah. to the franchise. Okay, should have worked. But I think like Netflix did this weird thing where they had all the scream movies up at the beginning of the month, but you only had six days to watch them. So That's I got weird. through the first three, and then when I got through the uh, done with the third one, I was going to go watch the fourth, and it was gone. I was like, well, crap. Don't watch the TV show. I don't intend to. It's terrible. No. It's on it's, MTV, it is, right? It is trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have any desire. Yeah. I, my favorite thing about Scream 4 is uh, that Wes Craven directed it, and, yeah. and I feel that it is it – is cle- you, you can tell that it is clearly directed by Wes Craven, and – I I I, can't, I think this was either the last or second to last film that he directed. Oh, so I think right. it has. Um, so I think it has a very um, very special place in our hearts for those of us who love uh, Wes Craven uh, and A Nightmare on Elm Street and of course Scream. And and knowing that this uh, was uh, I, I don't have IMDb pulled up, but like the last or one of the last that he was able to give us, I think makes it uh, extra special because yeah. it it feels like a uh, Wes Craven movie. And that's, I can just see his hand throughout, uh, throughout the entire thing. Yeah. I think Wes Craven is one of those guys that does not, I mean, he gets the love that he he should, but this is a guy. John Carpenter is, you know, I, 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 yeah, probably. I feel like he's more appreciated for some reason. You get like George Romero, George A. Romero, uh, John Carpenter. For some reason, Wes Craven, I don't think gets his due as much. For a guy who redefined the genre three times. Yeah. Like he, he he created the genre. He's with Last House and then he redid it again with Nightmare and then he redid it again with Scream. Like that's, like that's legit. Like he is the guy who sets the tone for everything that comes. Like he's the, he is the blueprint for horror films throughout from the 70s to 2004, I think is when Scream 4 came out. Yeah, 2000, 2004, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. There cool. you go. What else you got, Brad? Uh, what else do I have? I put What We Do on the Shadows. That was also the shadows. Oh, yeah, that's a good. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's a good. But, like, that was another one of my questions. Like, I would have never considered oh, a horror absolutely. movie. But it's about vampires. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Twilight, but that's not a horror movie. Well, it's not a comedy. That's true. Okay. And, and those vampires <laughs> suck. Like, I mean, they, 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 do they, suck. they yeah. the the vampires and what we do in the shadows are like are killing people. Yeah, like yeah. that's you know. But that, yes, there great. are kills in that and gore. I mean, but yeah, perfect. Another perfect choice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I wanted to I wanted to be different because I know we were going to be overlapping. Yeah. So I, I put Tusk on there. I think nice. Tusk is yeah. a weird. Oh, it's, yes. I will give you. I will give you that one. I like, there's a lot of like a lot what, of uncomfortable what, comedy. Very uncomfortable. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like. I I just liked how that movie came together. Yeah. But and then another 
that's one of those where after we saw it, we reviewed it and we were very lukewarm on, on Tusk uh-huh. and we didn't hate it. Uh, I mean, I think Joe and I appreciate it more than Tom, I certainly. Yep. But it's one of those movies that I've never stopped thinking, thinking about. about. Yeah. So then it's, it makes me think, well, I mean, I if didn't think, think it was great for, you know, I love Kevin Smith movies, but I was one of them where I'm like, oh, and then I think about it all the time. And uh-huh. I'm like, okay. Well, that scene when they, when they reveal, like so uncomfortable when they reveal him in the walrus suit so uncomfortable i didn't know what to do yeah do i get freaked out is yeah. it supposed to be funny what am i supposed to yeah. do here so like yeah I, I think tusk is a solid choice yeah and my last one i've only seen once but i remember really liking it it also has samara weaving from uh ready or not was the babysitter babysitter and mayhem are both oh, babysitter's great yeah. Love yeah. Babysitter. babysitter is fantastic i yeah. didn't realize that was her until yeah. the episode yeah. and i i thought that was great because i watched that one I think around the same time you did when it came out on Netflix, I was yeah. like, oh, there's supposed to be this weird, old, you know, gory, creepy, you yeah. know, movie. <laughs> it's uh, just a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And this fun comedy horror thing. And uh, I watched it and I, for some reason, totally forgot about it, but she was really good in it. Yeah. And uh, I thought she was great and ready or not. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. She's great in Mayhem, which is another great I've never movie. seen that It's one. so good. Oh, Mayhem's fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. There That's a great list, Brad. I think you did fine. You don't Thank you. Don't Good job, Brad. I was worried about it. If it has horror Especially elements. Especially when Tom started going through like the plot of his pick. I'm uh, like, oh, I'm not ready to do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, okay. Well, I guess let's get to my list. And I'm going to try not to overlap some of the other ones because I have honorable mentions that I'm just going to kind of scoot sure. a couple off the list because I want to bring these ones up because uh, they're really great. So my number one movie, though without a doubt is a recent movie and one that not a lot of people have seen, but I preach it from the rooftops. I'm always talking about this movie and it's a great time to pick it up. It is Anna and the apocalypse. Yeah, you, yeah, I remember, you. I remember you talking about that a lot. Oh yeah, I did. I did not see Anna and the apocalypse. You I heard t- plenty of reviews on it, but none of them got me, got my ass into the seat at the theater. Well, I, I wasn't so, so maybe you can sell me on it now. Absolutely. Well, it was in theaters for, for a small amount of time, but you know, it's a very independent release. It's a, the Scottish horror comedy musical movie, <laughs> which that, I mean, it's, it's a weird combination. It's not one that necessarily gets butts in seats. A lot of horror people don't like musicals. Joe, for instance, yeah. like huge horror buff, not a musical fan, but this movie is so amazing. It is a great musical. And it's a great horror movie. And it's just like Tucker and Dale. If you like that, how they combine those two things. And um, this movie and in the apocalypse does it perfectly. Uh, It's just such a fun movie. Love letter and homage to people who love horror that love zombies uh, and and those tropes. Uh, it's, It's so cleverly written. But the songs on their own. I would say if you don't like horror movies, which I know that doesn't apply to anyone here, you know, <laughs> but I mean, like, if you don't care for horror movies, never seen one, never want to see one, you can listen to the soundtrack and you can love it. Oh, really? I mean, that's an impressive feat to make sure. a horror zombie musical and then tell someone, okay, listen to the soundtrack without telling them what's it about, you know, and I bet you fall in love with the music. You love the, the fun lyrics. It's just so well written. I was blown away when I saw it, when it came out. And I've been spreading the word ever since uh, this, a lot of it was last year. But now that Halloween's coming back again, it's time to... to it comes back every year, Kevin. <laughs> well, now that it's... Uh, thank you. Yeah, 31st uh, every year. I, I think you took misconstrued my... <laughs> it is now time for Halloween to come back. Not it finally came back. Uh, but uh, it's a perfect time to pick this up. But it, it's about this small town and it's overrun by zombies. But in musical fashion, the people bust out into song. But it's hilarious because a lot of the town is uh, it, it very much like Shaun of the Dead. 
uh-huh. the people are very unaware of what's going on kind of like how sean is in the beginning and there's all this crazy zombie stuff happening in the background it's very fun very clever um but when they finally get ready i mean they they make weapons and they're kicking ass and everything but it's set to all these musical numbers but there's a love story in it and it's about friendship i mean seriously you can put the soundtrack on i bought the vinyl which is this like uh clear blood splattered special edition vinyl really cool release from it um but uh you can listen to the soundtrack beginning to end never skip a number uh put it on repeat for people that love musicals watch this movie and especially if you love horror you will get a kick out of it i will go out on a limb and say that joe would enjoy this movie bold move i know but i'm telling you right now and ryan for someone that talked about a horror musical comedy (laughs) seriously take my word on this one watch in it in the apocalypse and i think it's only five or ten dollars to own i mean it may be on sale right now but at the most it's ten dollars to own it is a repeat viewing at least every year but i will tell you what i had it I had the soundtrack on in my car. I was watching the movie over and over again last year when it when it finally came out and I bought it on digital. Um, it's so rewatchable and so fun. You'll yeah, love it. Right. So everyone. Thank you guys yeah. for doing it. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll make it a point to watch it this Halloween season. Thank you. I think you two should do a <laughs> Patreon podcast on it. That oh, might be a fun one. Sure, we'll do yeah. We'll just add it to the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that might be a fun one. And so, Brad, and so, Brad, you heard about it, but you never... Yeah, you talked about it all the time. How many okay. times did you go see it in theaters? Because you tried to get me to go. O- only once. Oh, with oh, boyfriend Brad. Yeah. yeah. No, I... I we only, embrace it, Joey. I <laughs> believe I, I was on the tail end of that, and I was... Once I saw it, though, I was touting it up, and then yeah. it came out on digital, and I instantly bought it, bought the soundtrack to support it. I mean, it was, yeah. it, it is an amazing movie. I wish it got more attention. It came out on digital here in the U.S., and then they finally came out on DVD in the U.S., and the U.K. got a Blu-ray, and I believe a Steelbook Blu-ray. Don't Wait, quote the, me on that. the U.S. not get a Blu-ray? No. Whoa. And it still oh. hasn't, to my knowledge. And I, it's the problem, again, it's a it's a foreign release, sure, right? Sure, Um It's a U.K. release. And Did you check out Arrow? Arrow, sometimes Arrow and Vinegar Syndrome and Diabolic. No, I mean they. I mean I talked to the director about. Oh, it. did you? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Um, but it is uh, it is an amazing movie that deserves a Blu-ray release. But it's in you know beautiful high definition streaming. It looks great. So that's how I've been watching it. But I would okay. love a Blu-ray and especially like a cool steel book would be awesome yeah. for this movie. Like the vinyl has the blood splatter. Sure, and everything. sure, sure. But seek this movie out for. I know that we have a lot of listeners that like musicals that we've talked about and I've seen. You know, um, go to musicals and uh, if you enjoy comedy and or horror, I'm telling you, you don't even have to like horror. It's obviously a lot of it is there, but right. it stands on its own for the music. Uh, the the song, the songs are great. I mean, they're composed great. The lyrics are funny, but they're also heartfelt. And uh, it's just a, a blast. It is a blast. That's the best way I could put it, where you watch it and you can't help but to have a smile on your face. And even though it's like death and zombies and killing is around, it's like the movie makes you so happy and joyful. Oh, it's also set at Christmas time, perfect. right? Like perfect. Gremlins. I, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. a, yeah, I'm, I should mention it's a horror Christmas movie. So you get the musical element, you get the horror element, you get the Christmas stuff, and obviously the comedy that comes along with it. So, um, so much to dissect and I could go on and on, uh, but uh, I'll give you my other four <laughs> here. Go see that movie. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to move Tucker and Dale on the That's honorable fair. mentions, That's fair. right? because we've already talked about it um i am going to put um i'm going to move off army of darkness because we talked about it yeah you, you mentioned it oh, Joe. Yeah. i prefer army of darkness for entertaining comedy factor i think it's i think it's a more of a comedy than evil dead 2 is a better yeah. horror movie yes and uh you know uh yes. but 
Army of Darkness has the comedy, the zaniness. I love Bruce Campbell, huge right. fan, uh, and Sam Raimi and Ted Raimi, and I, you know, that crew's great. So uh, I'll move that an honorable mention. But uh, I'm gonna go to my uh, number two. Uh, well, let's see. I had to move stuff around. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Um, I'm gonna go number two. I am gonna mention this because it's so good. Cab- Cabin in the Woods. Totally. Yeah. Yep. I yeah, mean, absolutely. It, it that's one of those that it. it it has the perfect blend of horror and comedy, but it also keeps you guessing. You have no idea what the hell is going to the end, on. You're just like what? And it's but, got a unicorn kill. It's, it's it does. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Love that. That's like, that is a great kill. Love, love that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I'm going to go to number three, and uh, this is a movie that I'm not sure that a lot of people have seen, but. Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Uh, Blake talked about that yeah. in one of our previous episodes. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever seen this, Ryan? I've never heard of it. No, uh, but I, I did. Uh, I, I, I've heard of it because I was talking with, um, I was talking with somebody on Twitter uh, about it was another movie, and Behind the Mask uh, came up as one that um, uh, that he thought I should watch. I, I don't remember the context of the conversation, but the the title came up, and I was intrigued at the time. So now that I wonder, it's come up again, I, I definitely need to uh, definitely need to watch it. This might have been me. I think was it me, I think it was us talking. Were we talking about Man Bite Dog? Uh, yes. Okay, because because Man Man Bite Dog is a I think 1991 1992 yeah. film. Uh, it's it's a black and white film and it follows a uh, serial killer yes but there's a camera crew following the serial killer and it, it that's it it was us yes it was yeah uh-huh. it was, it was it, i re- i remember now because not yeah. a lot of people know about this movie <laughs> but they modeled it i mean i don't know for a fact i didn't do a bunch of research but you can tell that the uh, man bites dog is is the movie where they follow the serial killer and it's a funny movie there are funny elements but it's more of like a yes. dark comedy correct, right because he's this real ser- serial killer but the crew's following him around you see his kills and his everyday routine like he's a normal person but his job is go to work and kill people right so what uh behind the mask the rise of leslie vernon does is they turn it into a um a jason basically Michael it's myers a, it's a okay it's a yeah. michael myers yeah. type character good call uh, but they a camera crew follows him around and it's a faux documentary crew about following around uh, a slasher yeah instead yeah. of well, a serial he, killer. It's, it's basically from his point of view he's like hey watch this i'm gonna go scare this person yeah. so from like it's a joke from our point of view when you look at it from the victim's point of view it looks like a slasher flick. well and tucker and dale versus evil correct is a similar, similar very similar, similar thing yeah. so this movie is so funny it's it's a hilarious movie and if you love slasher films you know much like the uh um, Tucker and Dale does with a whole lot of elements but if you love the slasher movies I think you definitely get a kick out of seeing it from that yeah. perspective and it's always funny when you have a camera crew following like someone that they shouldn't be following you know what right, I mean like, right, right, just right. like with a serial killer when it's you have like what a, we do in the shadows yeah, right it's yeah. A, I mean they're it's the same if we're gonna put them in a genre right. of a faux documentary yes. you know that's exactly where that falls so instead of following vampires and serial killers it follows the slasher and it's hilarious so definitely check that out um, and uh, I'm gonna say coming in at number four slither it's a good one I mean oh, that's, that's a good, good one yeah so this is James Gunn coming off of writing uh, he started off with trauma yep and he was he was writing the trauma movies uh, and, then we, and then he wrote the two scooby-doo movies uh, and this was his directorial debut mm-hmm. and it is a solid horror movie Oh, it's a good body it is, horror movie and it's a body horror movie yeah. uh, I will tell you what for the early 2000s it is amazing how good the CG is yeah like not only do they have good crap 
practical, super creepy, gross practical effects. But like the CG, I mean, you obviously can tell. But for the time period, it really holds up. No, it does. Which it is really does. surprising. So the people that handled that, um, I I was amazed that they were able to pull that off on the lower budget yeah. and for you know an up and coming writer director at the time. It's great in the cast. I mean, it's, it's got Elizabeth Banks. Nathan it's got Fillion, Nathan Fillion, Michael, Michael Rooker. Rooker. James Gunn is someone that we know loves horror. Uh, loves loves the creepy, gross type of stuff. Oh, yeah. And um, he gives you all of that in this movie, but his writing is on the level to where, you know, we've got the guys like Kevin Smith and Quentin Tarantino. It's very quick. James very quick Gunn witting. knows how to write yeah. characters, and and he he has the writing in here where you could still relate to the people. They're in terrible situations, but they still have real conversations, and they can make you laugh right. in, this, in this terrible uh, horror event. They always stop to breathe and talk and be real people. So they're not just fodder. Right. And that's something that early on you could see. I mean, definitely with his writing, you could have seen it. But with his early on directing here, um, you care about these people, even though it isn't a zany, crazy, gory body horror movie that's ridiculous and absurd at times. You, yes, you actually very... care about the characters, and that's impressive to do. Right. And it has that heart element. You have the, the character played by Elizabeth Banks, and Michael Rooker plays her husband, and he's the first one infected by these and crazy aliens. Gross. And it's gross. And like, you know, you get you get the body horror with the alien going into his chest yep. and then you constantly have like tentacles coming off of him and, and then it turns as, like that big old yeah big as it old, goes yeah. on like all these people get infected they're like they go in through their throats and then they merge and melt into him and uh-huh. turns into a horrific <laughs> uh, practical gross body yes. monster with uh, michael rooker's face yes <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah throughout the movie he gets boils and different wounds and then it just gets grosser and grosser watch this movie if you i mean a lot of people would have no idea that james gunn was involved with this movie like right. if they saw the cover of it they wouldn't think the director of guardians of the galaxy yeah. but if you want to see where he started out again like he got his start writing for trauma you know and oh yeah like toxic avenger 4 or whatever and, and, and now he's you know and now he's, he's one of the shot. biggest directors yeah. in hollywood so it's a great introduction to his filmography and also i mean a great horror comedy that oh, can yeah. keep you uh you know it's those it's those writers that know how to balance it because Sometimes you can get a little bored with just kills and stuff, and you're like, yeah, or you're because you're like, let's get past the talky talky, let's get to the kills, right? right? right and a gory right. horror movie, sometimes you just want to see crazy kills, and then you're like, I don't care about Nathan Fillion, <laughs> I don't care about this romance, I don't care, you know, you don't care, right? Give me the kills. With this movie, you actually like and are invested in these characters, right? And so, I mean, that's a sign of a good movie, first of all, but I think in horror movies, sometimes it's harder because. You know, you have certain expectations of let's just get to the kills. Oh, and, I agree. Uh, I and, agree and, and this is one of those that really uh, works every scene uh, on on both the comedy and the horror elements. Number five, I I'm gonna have to. You know what? I'm just gonna have to go. I think with Tucker and Dale. What is it? What no, else you got on no, there? because I know I I move stuff around. Oh, but it's okay, like, I don't okay, okay. I don't think I can leave that one off the list. I think it's Tucker too good. And, I think Tucker and Dale has yeah. to go on there because of how smart it is. I I think it deserves a spot. Uh, everything we talked about, obviously, I don't have to go back into it, but it's such a smart script. Yeah, and when you can appreciate it on both levels in the way that you can, whereas you can like watch the comedy and you can watch the horror movie and, and the love story and, I said, and, the, and love the love story, story that we yeah, brought yeah, up for sure. Um, I think it deserves the spot, so I'm gonna move it back onto the list. I just it was it was actually towards the top of mine, but I had I had two I, I, that were just like floating yeah. in and out. I didn't want to double up on it and talk about it, but taking it off seems wrong yeah. and and tucker and dale you've got to be on there uh go watch that movie and if they ever do make a sequel i will be there i think the the two that were floating around for me were uh, my number one was going to be monster squad but I, oh 
What? Yeah, yeah. Monster Squad is a. Fa- I don't care. You can talk all the garbage you want, it, but which I is just ridiculous. Like the, Go watch it. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> uh, but the other one, what we talked, really we put that as a comedy. Absolutely, I feel like yeah. that's more. That's of an eighties like comedy. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's like an eighty, like a coming of age kind of a. Would kids. you consider Goonies a comedy? Well, no, because it's not good no. or funny. But not really. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider Goonies a comedy. Oh, I kind of would. You oh, can you have comedic do? elements, but I don't see. I, I that's what I'm saying. Like the horror is real. Where everything that's going either way, yeah. But that one was, fl- but we did that last year. Did we mm-hmm. talk about that last year. But the other one that was was, was Return of the Living Dead Part Two, oh. which is uh, the guy, the other guy who created Night of the Living Dead. Um, so like the whole zo- the brains. whole brains. That's yeah. this guy, not Romero. Yeah. It's this guy, and everyone. Uh, and it's very that that movie is very funny. Yeah. So those were the two that like I was, were floating in my list, and I decided to I didn't want to talk about. Monster Squad. I'm sitting here across from a poster for Ghostbusters, and it was never mentioned. Yeah, I, I it, that one's a tough one because I don't think. Well, I think it it deserves that uh, title. I mean, it is a horror comedy, and I think it's a great movie. But I just, I don't know. I don't think it deserves a top five list. I, so. it, it, it's a it's a wonderful movie, and I'll, it's one I could rewatch a lot. But as much as I enjoy Ghostbusters, and which is another which is a house at HHN mm-hmm. this year. Um, I, I don't, I don't think it's funny enough. I mean, there are comedic elements. Uh, there certainly are paranormal elements, but I just don't think it's funny enough to be a comedy. I, I I don't think it's scary enough to be a horror. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's where I'm kind of falling. Yeah. It's just because all the other ones that we've talked about are like laugh out loud funny. And I don't. It, it's good. I mean, yeah. no one's gonna, no one's gonna, you know, argue. No one's gonna say Ghostbusters is a bad movie. Right. I, mean, I think we can all agree it is a good movie. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I don't. I didn't even think about it until you just mentioned it a moment ago. It's like, oh, that's right, Ghostbusters. In Shaun of the Dead, there's the scene where like they're surrounded. Like you, d- obviously, you know your characters are gonna make it out. But that scene where they're they're crouched down behind the bar, and Ed has been Ed gets taken out. So you're just like one of your main characters gets taken out. You don't know what's gonna happen to Liz or Shaun. So like there is that sense of dread as they're closing in, um, where I feel like in Ghostbusters it's almost like a superhero movie, where yeah we've got the big bad guy, but your heroes are gonna make it. You know what I mean? Sure. That's kind of the way I feel about that one. Gotcha. That makes sense. I just wanted to bring it up because I felt oh, like totally. that's, that's gonna be one that maybe the listeners are gonna question. Why did you bring up the Ghostbusters? Bustard <laughs> junk. I think it. I think it definitely can. It deserves an honorable mention for. It's just not in my personal, but it's. It's a great sure. horror comedy. Yeah. I mean, it's it falls into those categories certainly. But okay, well, I go. think I think that does it. This is a great discussion. Uh, it was fascinating to to hear the different picks, and it's funny how, you know, ones that didn't even come to mind that I love, I just they didn't jump to the top of my list. But you guys all had great picks, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> and and uh, I I mean, it's given me a lot of. Uh, a lot of reminders of things to watch around yeah. this holiday oh, yeah. season. That's stuff. for sure. So, Ryan, did you have anything else to add? Uh, yes, uh, I do. Uh, wh- uh, while we were speaking, I looked up Scream 4 to see if it was the last film directed by Wes Craven, and it was. Oh. And I don't know why we all were thinking 2004. It came out in 2011. Oh, my so God. I, maybe something else came out in 2004 that it, we were associating well, okay. it with. But so it, the, the it first was, uh, one was 2011. The first one's 97? Yeah. 97. Ninety-six, because yeah. New Nightmare was ninety-four. Yeah. Then it was Scream was in ninety-six, and okay. then 
Scream, um, Scream 2 was a because year later. It was, there was a big gap between 3 and 4. And so, so maybe 3 was... 2004. 2004. But yeah, but, uh, but Scream 4 okay. was... Uh, yeah. Th- th- yeah, yeah, Scream that makes 3 sense. was 2004, and then it was 20. I was like, Wes Craven didn't die in like that. <laughs> but, and, it's, and then I just looked, I was like, oh, crap. You know, I, we were uh, thinking of something uh, else, but I just looked it up. Yeah, because they the, the main plot of that one is the your killers want to be stars on YouTube. Like YouTube yes. was a big thing yeah. back then. Well, it still is, but like that was like the beginning of yeah. like the YouTube craze. So they were like, you wanted to be YouTube stars. But yeah, that's, man, Scream 4 does not get the love it deserves. Awesome. Uh, well, this is a great conversation. Love love all the mentions. And now I have some additional movies to yeah. put on my list for uh, for October. I don't think I'll be able to – I probably won't get up to the latter part of the 2010s this year for my 31 Days of Horror blog because I'm starting – I started in the mid-90s because last year I, I stopped in the mid-90s. I think my last film was uh, – well, last one was Hocus Pocus, but I think um, – my last uh, prior to that was Scream, so I kind of picked up with. Um, I don't know. Hocus Pocus isn't a horror movie, but it's a Halloween movie. So yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, it's a Halloween movie yeah. for sure. Um, and so then I this year I started in the mid '90s, and now I'm working my way up and see how far I can get. And um, so I don't think I'll make it to the latter 2010s, but I'm hoping to cover uh, some that I haven't seen in a while, maybe only seen once. Uh, in uh, starting with the mid '90s, working my way up to uh, getting closer to today, and we'll see how far I get. And then wherever I stop this year, I'll pick up with uh, next year, and then I'll uh, you know kind of go back to the beginning again. But I'm glad I have some additional ones to uh, to think about. And, and I promise, Kevin, I'll watch Anna and the Apocalypse. <laughs> <There it laughs> I may not make my blog because it only came out last year, so I may not All get right. to it. But I, I I will I will watch it because I I think I'm finally. Uh, finally sold on it. All right, that's <laughs> you excellent. have to be after that that sell that you gave. <laughs> I have three stars next to Tucker and Dale and Anna and the Apocalypse. So perfect, sounds great. It well, will be watched. Well, thank you everyone who is involved and for Tom who had to sign out uh, at the beginning of the episode. But again, a lot of great picks from everybody. So many fun films to discuss and need to take a like a subgenre of the horror. I mean, look at all the movies we listed. Oh in yeah, our top lists and and our talking about how great they are and that's just horror comedies so ton to discuss in the horror uh and i'm and uh, i'm sure there will be some other specials out there and if any of your listeners are going to be at spooky empire this year i am a panelist my panel is saturday uh november 3rd at three o'clock in the afternoon All right. so if any of you are listening are going to be at spooky empire in in tampa uh make sure to come by my panel where i'm going to discuss uh why horror it's going to be a uh, talk on the sociology of horror and the community therein. Perfect. All right. Well, definitely. It sounds like something to check out. So that does it for this one. We appreciate you listening. And of course, uh, as we mentioned earlier, I think Tom did. But thank you for rating, reviewing, subscribing. Uh, if you're a new listener here, we'd love for you to subscribe and listen to the other shows over on Real Spoilers. So we're a movie. We do basically a movie of the week. We have a breakdown of news and box office for one episode. And then we have our main review of the week where we spoil usually the number one movie at the box office. We say the biggest movie of the week by eyes on it. And we discuss uh, discuss it in depth and we spoil it. That's why it's called Real Spoilers. Go oh, yeah. figure. Thank you for uh, tuning into this one. Subscribe over there. Rate and review if you haven't already done that. We appreciate it. Follow us at Real Spoilers on Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. And we have the Facebook group there. So under our page, Real Spoilers, you can find the League of Show Shares. A lot of discussion there. Uh, so we'd love for you to join us. Um, let's go around the table and everyone can say individually where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. 
This is Brad. You can find me on ReviewSTL.com. And Ryan? And this is Ryan L. Terry. You can find me on Twitter at RLTerry1 and my blog, RLTerryRealView.com. That's real with two E's. So that will do it for this episode. And uh, stay tuned uh, for more Halloween uh, treats to come from Real Spoilers. I'm sure that uh, by the time this posts, there probably will be another special. So for more Halloween goodness in our weekly reviews, head over to the Real Spoilers feed. But until then, have a happy Halloween. Spoilers. Real spoilers. It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.